0: I am Sarah Jane Case and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello everyone, happy Friday. Today's podcast is a bit different. It's the audio from an Instagram live that I did with an internet acquaintance talking all things movement for everybody. The audio might be a bit different Of different quality, and you'll likely hear things specific to Instagram. But I loved this conversation so much that I didn't want to leave it in only one place on the web. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. But before we dive in, I'll share my rosebud and thorn. So my rose for today is that I had a really good meeting today. That I am right the day that I'm writing this, and I have to be a bit cryptic about it right now. But good news is always nice. So. I had a good meeting, and it's as simple as that. Okay, my thorn is that I'm writing this on April 1st, and that is actually the day that my husband and I decided to be an official couple six years ago. And it's just kind of like, couldn't we have waited a day so that our anniversary wasn't on April Fool's Day? Um, That's kind of a throwaway thorn because honestly, like, one of the best decisions of my life. But I actually do kind of also like that it's April Fool's Day, but I thought it was a fun thorn. And my bud is that next week is spring break for our kiddo, and since we are quarantined, we aren't traveling, so my plan is just to be the fun parent, like, all week long and let him run rampant, and I feel like I never get to do that, you know, I feel like I'm always, like, the timekeeper, here's what needs to be done, here's when we need to do it, so I'm excited to just let the the house be a free-for-all for a week, and not have to constantly say no, you know, so excited, super pumped. All right. I will see you guys in the interview. Hello. So if you're watching the replay, I'm just waiting here for our friend Sam to join us live. And we're going to have a chat about movement and the Enneagram and kind of how to use your Enneagram to work on your relationship to moving your body. Um, All right, so um, as I wait for Sam to join us, let me know where you're watching from. If you're joining us live, let me know. Um, I am here in Asheville at our our house. This is my bookshelf, you guys can see. Um, I hope you guys are doing well today. Happy Wednesday..
1: Let's see.
0: Hello Hi. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you?
1: Oh, just so dandy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I love your glasses.
1: Thank you so much. I've been having like a been a or something, so I'm having to wear my glasses, and I'm like, ah, God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, here I'm gonna check my. I think that'll be better. There. Um. From we have Eugene, Oregon, Colorado, Alabama, um, Asheville. So Sam, tell us a little, little bit about who you are and what you do. And um, I told them kind of why we're hanging out today already. Um, but go ahead and let us know.
1: Someone yeah. Well, first of all, them. I just I'm so 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 happy to be speaking with you because I've been such a big fan. And it, Enneagram has been a, such an amazing part of my life for the past two or three yeah. years. And you've been so instrumental in that. So I just want to say thank you, first of all. Oh, um, I My name is Sam Light. I'm from Wisconsin. I live in New York City. I'm an actor. And I also do health coaching, um, especially with Broadway shutting down. Um, it was a good time to, you know, have a second business, you know, to have like kind of something else that I was doing. Um, and my business is really focused around how to find sustainable health. Right. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I was so sick of the health industry being so aesthetics focused and Mm -hmm. I wanted to help people find movement that they loved to do. But then I also wanted to help people, uh, make goals that we're going to make them do better, feel better, and then move better. Right. So that when we're 90, we can still like stand up and sit down from the couch. And, you know, we, we are we're learning to do movements, but uh, we're taking the aesthetics out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been really interesting because over the past year, I think that people have been like yearning for this opportunity to kind of say, like, no, I'm not going to the gym to get like a summer body or something, right? I'm going to the gym or I'm working out in my home, you know, (laughs) um, because it makes me feel good. And because otherwise I will just go crazy in my apartment, right? I'm finally realizing that exercise actually brings me so much joy and it makes me feel so much better, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been amazing. And it's been really great uh, finding new ways to help people find sustainable health. And I think Enneagram is one of those really like weirdly niche, but not so niche anymore ways to do it, which is amazing.
0: Um, yeah, I love that you you talk about, um, you know, health for all, all kinds of people. And I think in uh, health and outside of aesthetics, I think for so so many of us, like for me, the undoing of I move my body to look a certain way, Right. Taking it from that to I move my body because it feels good and I like the way I feel when I move my body. It makes me happy. It makes me feel mobile. And, um, you know, there's so many amazing benefits outside of the, uh, the aesthetic of it. Um, and you said, like, I want to feel good when I'm older. I want to move my body. Um, so I'm really, that's why, like, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you specifically and why I'm like very picky about like, health talk, because I, I do want us to focus on um, everybody can have a health journey, no matter how you look. or um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I think it's like <laughs> such an important topic of kind of saying, like, everyone deserves mm-hmm. to be healthy. Everybody deserves access to the resources to mm-hmm. be healthy. And uh, so that's why, like, I also find it so important that we are making sure that we're putting out like this kind of content and we're putting out like um, workouts that are accessible to everyone even if you can't afford to go to the gym or, you know, um, workouts that make you feel like you can do it even if sports weren't like a huge part of your life growing up, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, just trying to make it as accessible as possible so that people can see that like, no, Moving your body and being healthy is not just for like a certain group of people, it's for everyone.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, so, we're gonna talk about in each Enneagram type and some tips for kind of sustainable health for each Enneagram type. But if you guys are listening and you have questions, um, you can put them in the comments below and we'll either get to them now or we'll get to them at the end. Um, okay, so let's talk about our type one. So, our type ones, right? They're the perfectionists, they're, you know, black and white thinking, good and bad. Um, what are some tips for if you want to have sustainable health as a type one?
1: Are you asking me? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we can talk That's... about you know, like...
1: So it's so interesting. I um, don't have any type ones in my life. So I'm trying to think about like very specifics
0: So I can say let's say I'm someone who really feels like a failure if I don't do it
1: perfectly. Oh yeah, then the biggest tip that I have for you is just some is better than none, right? Mm -hmm. Like in in every component of exercise, you just walking around your apartment is better than you sitting Mm -hmm. on your couch the entire day, right? So Mm -hmm anything that you can do to move your body it doesn't need to be perfect it doesn't need to be like the highest calorie burn some is better than none for sure that's
0: good that's so good um okay so for our type twos let's say I'm a type two and I really like seek my worth from how other people see me right so like it's very important to be loved to be liked and I also tend to over. let's say I I'm not a type two but I realize me saying, using that language is people are going to be like, oh, you're a type
1: two. You're everything. (laughs) (laughs) um,
0: So let's say I'm a type two. I tend to deprioritize my own needs and put myself last. So other people's priorities come first.
1: Yeah. And I think that that is so common. And I hope that (laughs) it's weird talking about bright sides of this pandemic. It's like Mm -hmm. very uncomfortable. Like, I think that we can acknowledge that this has been such a horrible time and like that. But one of the bright sides is that we have been able to slow down a little bit. And hopefully to have seen in the past year that prioritizing themselves actually allows them to help others better, Mm -hmm. you know? And I I think that sometimes when we're so busy, it's so difficult to do that. It's so difficult to do that, slow down and prioritize yourself. But you just have to in order to help others.
0: Yeah. So I kind of I hear I see some twos saying, like, I need to schedule myself in first. I have to work out alone so I can feel in my own skin. Um, Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like you're saying, like, we have been given this opportunity to kind of slow down. Yeah. uh, And that it can be a teacher to us at this time to really just be like, okay, how can I make this time? Um, Yeah.
1: It's hard. That's a a hard one. I'm sure the twos have a really, really hard time. (laughs) Like that sounds... uh yeah
0: (laughs) well and i think having like i imagine like having someone um on your team like like having you on your their team would be beneficial right like someone who they're a little bit accountable to because twos aren't gonna let anyone down um so there oh that's a good point of just having some an accountability team
1: it me to me it says that you may really benefit to signing up for some kind of like program that holds mm-hmm. you just a little bit more accountable you know what i mean um yeah that's really interesting
0: yeah okay so our type threes our type threes are the achiever do you do you know your enneagram type
1: i'm a type three okay, okay. Yeah. In,
0: not to i don't know why i I, just, I fell um i try not to guess so i know
1: i know <laughs> Uh, I listened to your podcast about that. I'm like, I know, but it's so hard not to. <laughs> it is. It is. Um,
0: so, you definitely know what you need. So, tell me a little bit about about what it's like for a three.
1: I... It's tough because I definitely see what motivates me as a three mm-hmm. and I see it as a positive and a negative, which is, you know, just like classic quintessential Enneagram, <laughs> you know, like you see the positives and the negatives. Um For me, I'm very motivated by, you know, showing my workouts and like, like working out with other people so that they know that I did the workout, you know, and like, they know that I did the workout well, and I achieved something at the workout. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is great that I understand that it Mm -hmm. also is not necessarily a great step in sustainable health. Because I should be intrinsically motivated enough to go to the gym, even if no one was going to see me there, Mm -hmm. you know, and even if I didn't have to achieve anything there. So it's a double edged sword, you know,
0: (laughs) I think it is like, I think that's an interesting thing to bring up. Because a lot of times when we're talking Enneagram, using the Enneagram as a tool for anything, um, there's kind of two levels, right? There's like the level of like, how do I hack my personality? to do the thing so and I think for threes that is like I need to make sure that like there's some goal to achieve or there's someone who can say like good job you did it um or just like upping the ante on yourself a little bit every time so that you feel challenged and therefore motivated yeah and then there's that like deeper level of how do I heal through the obligation the, the um desire to show up in that way at all so I think yeah um I think you touched on that like that now underneath it's like how do we how do I even know what feels good to me or what kind of workout I enjoy on the deeper level yeah
1: and I think that the real big pitfall is if I don't have those opportunities to achieve Mm -hmm. will I continue wanting to move my body you know and that is a scary thing you know um so something I need to work on for sure
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah right (laughs) Type fours. I think type fours are, um, they tend, they're one of the action repressed types. So they do tend to, like some types, you know, some have a really strong three wing, um, or maybe they're self-preservation four, and they're a little bit easier to take action, or even sexual force too. Um, but generally, they're an action repressed type. And then if they have that five wing, they're like double action repressed meaning they're slow to take action. Um, the other thing to know about our fours is they want to They want to feel good. They want to feel the moment. Like, okay, I'm going to work out when I feel like it.
1: Yes. Yeah. So this is interesting because uh, my boyfriend is a four. Okay. And um, very much of the mindset and very much uh, he is happiest and most creative when he can live in the moment, right, Mm -hmm. and not have – uh, copious routine and like, like very, uh, like structured life. Right. Mm-hmm. And this has been really interesting because during quarantine, we are absolutely exact opposites in that way. And it's taken me a while to say like, no, no, no. I actually understand you a little bit better because I understand type fours a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I understand that we're going to have like structure is going to work for me and structure is not going to work for you most of the time Mm -hmm. but just recently i think that he's kind of come to this realization that in the specific example of exercise Mm -hmm. structure actually can be really helpful to him even though most aspects of his life he doesn't like structure Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. he's put a little bit of structure for movement and that has made him feel really good
0: Yeah, I think that's great. I think that touches on that, like, what we went into with threes, which is um, that, like, surface level, like, let's hack my personality, which is, like, fours, like, kind of naturally resist structure, kind of want to flow, want to feel like they're present in the moment. But then that underneath work is really kind of about adding in that structure to get into, like, the deep reward of kind of putting action to the things you dream about structures kind of required or it really will help them. So I think you you
1: had, you had a post about uh, small structures, small routines for fours can lead to their own reward, right? But
0: that was triggering
1: for our fours a little bit. So that was triggering for him. And <laughs> I think that it took him a long time to kind of be like, it feels like a negative, you know, <laughs> and I don't think it's a negative. I think it, that is just like a very profound understanding of fours and it's not going to be applicable to every situation with the four mm-hmm. but it was yeah that was fascinating
0: <laughs> yeah I think it is like it's because it's, it's completely counterintuitive and so yeah. I think that's why it's like a lot of people were like whoa 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 like absolutely not first of all that's not fun like that's not everyone else got a fun thing you yeah
1: know? I, know, I know I get
0: that <laughs> um it, but I think there's also the level of like it's going against everything that you feel like you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And that's kind of what the Enneagram is, right? Is like, it's kind of going against everything that you're, you're, you've been trained or you believe you're supposed to be doing this whole time. Yeah.
1: Uh, so tough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about fives. So our fives, yeah. they're the most disconnected from their bodies. So they're in the head type. Um, They tend to kind of live from head up, from neck up. Mm. And so they really have a hard time getting present in their body. Um, And they tend to, and they want to really understand things. They want to know things from kind of all angles. Um, In order to take action, they really feel like they need to know all the the things.
1: Yeah. For a five, I would say commit to an initial investment. Mm. Say like, do your research, figure out why you are doing it, figure out that um, the movement that you do is going to influence the movement you can do when you're older, you know, like come up with reasons that are actually motivating to you and let those fuel your everyday movement, you know? That's so
0: good. And I, like one of the pieces of advice I give to fives when we talk about self care is like, budget for it ahead of time because fives oh. fear resources and yeah. so like you said like make that initial investment because if you commit to to investing in it financially like our fives are going in because they're not going to waste their money
1: like, yeah exactly know? exactly yeah. like I, sometimes it takes that initial investment mm-hmm. for you to get going and for you to actually commit and yeah this is a perfect example
0: totally and then you said as well like really understanding how this is going to benefit you. I think that in general like when we talk motivation, like understanding why you're doing something and what your your tangible benefits are, I think can benefit all of us. So I think that's really really wise. Um okay, our 6s, um so our 6s, they are they're future oriented in the sense that they're preparing. So they're mm. it, A lot of people, they use the language worst case scenario for our sixes. I like to use the word prepared. Um, They just want to feel like they've got, they are fully equipped to handle whatever may come their way. Um, They're also, um, they seek certainty and they seek guidance. So they tend to, um, depending on your subtype of six, some sixes kind of bristle against authority, but a lot of times our sixes are looking for someone to be like, this is certainly the way we're um, sure this is what you can count on
1: yeah I, it's tough because in wellness it the landscape is changing so much with more and more research that god i wish that there was someone who could just like give you the clear-cut answer of, like this is the way right uh-huh. and besides the the advice that like you should drink water you should eat whole foods, and you should move your body. Like there's nothing else really that we can <laughs> say with 100% certainty that we're not going to reverse. I That sounds insane. But like in the wellness industry, like that is absolutely true. We find new we have new research every single day. So that's a tough place to be in as a six. But I will say, one of the terms that I think has been pretty profound for some of the people in my community is this idea of prehab of saying like when you injure yourself or when you have surgery or something you go to rehab right but how do we do movements that are prehab that encourage our body to not have to have like get injured or have surgery or you know that would eventually lead us to rehab right yeah. So when we look at some of the movements that we're doing, so like a, a really good example of something that's kind of rooted in this is uh, Pilates is kind of rooted in movements that are trying to train your body to do movement properly and therefore not get injured. Right. Oh,
0: so good.
1: so w- if we're looking for something that is like, we're looking down the road, we want to like be preventative, like find movements that are going to, be preventative so that you don't injure yourself and that you can continue moving when you're 95 you know
0: yeah that's perfect um okay so we're gonna talk sevens yeah we love options variety we do not like being told that there's one specific way hmm. that's the opposite right um and the other thing is like it's gonna be fun and yeah we're you know, we're terrified of our feelings. So we really like to we like to move because we can ignore how we feel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um give me that middle part one more time. Um yeah, give me that middle part one more time.
0: Um I don't remember. But
1: yeah, no. <laughs>
0: like we love we love freedom, we love options, we love fun, um kind of like tend to but also tend to stay very, very busy because, again, okay. like we real, like fill our calendars right. with anything and everything. Um, I had an Enneagram teacher recently say to me, sevens are really good at wasting energy. Um, so we can just, like, give our energy to anything and everything. Yeah. And um, sometimes it's hard to prioritize, like, what can, if it doesn't feel fun, then I don't want to do it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, Okay. This kind of leads back into that like some is better than none mentality, (laughs) but uh, I would keep the blinders on and try not to buy into what is the most effective workout routine Mm -hmm. or not even workout routine, but just like what is the most effective form of movement and focus on what you actually enjoy. Because if that, what you actually enjoy is, ping pong, and that's like your form of movement, that is great. Is ping pong going to burn you less calories than taking a spin class? Maybe, but it doesn't matter. Because like, if the option is between you doing ping pong, and then you doing one spin class, and then never going again, (laughs) I would prefer you to do ping pong for years, you know, like, so as a seven, I think it's really important to focus less on effectiveness and focus more on what you would enjoy, and what is sustainable for you.
0: Yeah, I think that's really good. And I think, you know, I, um, I relate, I relate to that very much, like one of my rules for myself. So I do yoga in the mornings. And it's like my favorite thing that I do every day. But if I call it exercise, I resent it, right. But if I call it movement, I call it like play, or if I call it like, peace time or like yoga, yep. you know, it changes yep. the the relationship I have to it completely. So I heard you even switch the language there for a minute ago.
1: I try to as much as possible. It's like one of those things in your vernacular that you're like, you hear yourself say exercise and you're like, oh God, oh. <laughs> like, no, it's <laughs> movement. We're just looking for movement. We're looking for movement that people enjoy, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. Um, so our type eights, um, type eights are fun because... They, uh, you know, they push themselves really, really hard on themselves. I yeah, say. and I think our eights like are you know they're challengers. They don't mind challenging themselves. They don't mind pushing through hard things, um, but they oftentimes push through to their own detriment. Um, you know, they're they're the kinds who might like get injured <laughs> because yeah. they are pushing themselves so hard.
1: Yeah, I, I this is interesting. So I see, like, a lot of similarities between threes and eights, which is not mm-hmm. actually supposed to be a thing, right? Isn't that not technically a similarity?
0: They're not connected, but eights, threes, and sevens are all the assertive types. So we're all um, specific action. We're all driven. We're all, like, pretty, like, focused on our mission and our goal.
1: Okay. I have a friend who's an eight, and I remember trying to get him to do – a class with me. And it being like pulling teeth because he was like, I think that I'm going to hurt myself, you know, like, to the point where it was like, I think he he was kind of saying like, I can't like let that ego part go to allow myself to not like, go as far as I can go in that class, right? Um, And so I guess my biggest suggestion is just to say like, and this is something I need to hear too, is that you're not doing it for anyone else but yourself. So whether you gave 25% in a class or whether you So whether, whether you give like 20% in a class or whether you give 110% and that actually 110% like was that injury, right? Mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because like, who are you trying to impress? Like your coach, it, it doesn't matter. So try and like take the pressure off and just like chill out and know that you have a lifetime of wellness and movement ahead of you. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really like, I think that's really profound to think about the energy of an eight being in a class and looking around and being like, I can push myself harder. I can keep go- I can go even more. That person's going harder than me. I can go harder than that. Yeah. Um, and I, I also am curious about um, kind of, how do you know your limits? Like what, what is an indicator of like, this, I've hit my limit?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, that is going to be different for everyone, for mm-hmm. sure. I think that one way that limits manifest is when movement becomes unsustainable for you. not only in like the moment, but like in the long term, if you've been pushing yourself so hard that you can't motivate yourself to continue the next day or the next week, Mm -hmm. that means that you've reached your limit. And we need to like think about what kind of movement you're doing and the intensity of it and um, all the other factors that go into choosing movement that is right for you. It's, Mm -hmm. It's a tough thing to have to go through, but I feel like throughout people's lives, people hit many limits, and then they have to uh, reassess what movement is to them and kind of like, go a different path, you know, so
0: I love that you said that, because I think so often we think, like, oh, I'm supposed to adopt a certain routine. And if I don't sustain that for the rest of my life, that exact same system, then like, ah, I failed.
1: Yeah, No, absolutely not. Right. I mean, just being interested in so many different things uh, is going to be, I mean, variety is the spice of life, right? Knowing that um, we have so many different opportunities for movement that are available to us, whether that is yoga or Pilates or a CrossFit class or running or biking, you know, like we have so many great things um, available to us and there Mm are, hopefully going to be helpful to us at some point in our life, even if they aren't now, you know? Yeah. I love that.
0: Um, okay. So we're here for our last type. Um, I saw the nine say like, that is not a problem for nines. Like pushing our <laughs> health test our limit. Um, our <laughs> nines, <laughs> our <laughs> nines, here's like the thing that I see our nines struggle with in terms of like goals Um, but then also what they, they tend to do well. So I think our nines tend to really maintain habits. Well, the trouble is building the habit out in the first place. Hmm. So getting it to be a routine is like that kind of initial mountain or like of making it normal for them feels really overwhelming and stressful. But then once they get it into a routine, they kind of stick, they tend to stick to
1: it. Right. Yeah, I think the biggest thing about habits is that they do require a little bit of work, you know, to establish them. You have to be deliberate. Mm -hmm. And that is like a hard thing to, I mean, it's just a hard thing to get into your routine that like you are going to have to do some work to put this thing that you really don't like that much right now Mm -hmm. into your daily routine. And that's going to be in the form of having to wake up early or, you know, be vulnerable in a class or, you know, like it. all of the situations that you are forming habits are vulnerable and that's not fun. So I think that my biggest suggestion to a nine is um, to evaluate where you are willing to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and try and take incremental steps toward building that habit. And that, I guess I should give you like a little bit more actionable like steps, right? Um, Like whether you're having an accountability partner who's going to help you with that habit, or whether that is signing up for a program that is going to make you feel accountable, or whether it is um, taking a class with uh, with an instructor who makes you feel really safe um, but you have to like figure out where you're willing to be vulnerable and then just like really kind of like go with
0: it. Yeah. Uh, Tashi down here says having a buddy to help me go uh, in the beginning is super important and external motivation goes a long way and I think that's kind of what I was thinking about when you were talking was like it does sound like I, as you explore this that like for a lot of nines it might be another case of like, yeah, let's get into a program, let's find a buddy. Um, they they I might need a teammate for this because it is kind of like you're you need that initial entry point to making this normal. And nines are very receptive to other people. They want they don't want to let anyone down. They're pretty like compliant in that way. They're not I wouldn't say they're a compliant type, just Instagram sure. at it, but like they do tend to like want to make other people comfortable and happy. Um, and so that can, hacking that, you know, um, yeah. is probably a really good motivator.
1: I think so. I yeah. does feel like one of the other numbers that we were talking about though, and I can't remember which one. Yeah. Chews, yeah. yeah.
0: Cheese and knives have a lot in common. They're the most receptive to other people and what other okay.
1: people
0: are. Differently. Yeah. So I can go into Enneagram about it, but um, <laughs> it's a little different, but yeah, they both are pretty, receptive to, to the needs of others. Yeah. Um, okay. So everybody, if you have questions, um, pop them down in the comments, let us know before we make sure we get anybody answered. Um, I love reading everybody's thoughts about kind of their type and how it shows up. Um, okay. So if you could give us like one, if you're like, okay, this is what you need to know. Like if we're going, if we're transforming the way we think about health and we're taking it from, you know, I'm supposed to like go on this like really extreme, like break, like restriction, you know, I always call it the path of discipline versus yeah. curiosity for me. It's like, I should control myself and like fix myself. and I'm the problem and like kind of shifting that energy around movement into this is like a fun thing that I get to do that makes me feel the way I want to feel. Um, what is like, sh- like, what's one little thing we can do now to kind of start that journey?
1: Yeah, I think that the biggest shift that we all need to make and this shift literally is only going to be in verbiage to start because I know that it's impossible to actually make this shift mm-hmm. right off the bat. But the number one shift we have to make is that we should not be basing our wellness around how we look. Mm -hmm. That is just the number one thing. And again, like I said, it's easy for us to say that and then in our brain be like, yeah, but like I still, you know, like, because that shift takes like so long to actually make, Mm -hmm. right? But we have to start by making sure that we're not focusing our goals around how we look Mm-hmm. because we can't find w- we can't find movement that we love. We can't find ways to feel better. We can't move better if we're just constantly fixated on, you know, the number on the scale or looking like a model or mm-hmm. anything like that. So that's like kind of the number one shift that I always have to make with everyone who I work with, because it's just so ingrained with uh, in us to say, mm-hmm. I want to lose 10 pounds and I want to get a six pack. It is so ingrained. And that language is just so damaging. Mm
0: -hmm. I will never forget the first time. So I've, I've like always been like, I'm just like an active person. I've always played sports. I've always like done some sort of movement. Um, And the first trainer that I had who did not bring up weight loss was like for me, like when he was like, so how, what are your goals? Do you want to feel stronger? And I was like, Thank you because I was kind of already on my journey to this and just him specifically asking do you want to feel stronger or like how do you want to feel yeah over how do you want to look it was just kind of like immediate safety yeah. you know of just like okay you and me are, we're on the same page here um and also just like you're getting to the point right yeah. like the point I mean we can focus on the aesthetic of it if you want to but like who is that benefiting you know it's not me like yeah um, yeah yeah but ultimately like yeah I want to feel good and I want to feel strong I want to feel like flexible and like comfortable in my body
1: it's just that people see what they want to fix and they think of like the way to do that as being like okay that means that we have to focus on the looks right yeah when in fact when we focus on doing better you know like being able to walk upstairs without being winded or having like a faster mile time or something like that, feeling better, our mm-hmm. nutrition, our sleep, um, and then moving better, making sure that we have like proper movement mechanics, mm-hmm. we end up looking better, whatever that even means, right? But yeah. when we focus on looking better, we don't do feel or move better. Uh,
0: I feel like so
1: it's just, it, it takes a while for that mindset to actually shift in your brain but you have to start by just saying it out loud like I'm not making aesthetic goals (laughs) like we just got to get rid of them it's just so um it's the antithesis of what we were trying to do so
0: yeah and I think you like um you touched on something that I wanted I I got excited about what you're saying and I I didn't remember what I was going to say which is good um (laughs) but (laughs) um but you it did remind me of like focusing on how you want to feel setting those setting your goals based off of how you want to do um it does oh like when we talk about confidence like we we want to look good because we want to feel confident yeah um, but confidence for me at least like i would say like when i'm working out confidence is here like yeah. just moving my body is the confidence giver um yeah. feeling like i'm feeding myself the foods that feel good to me Feeling like I'm doing the things I want to be doing in my life, those things give confidence. Like how I how I appear has never like impacted how I truly feel about myself.
1: I mean, in a negative way, it has for yeah, me. You know, like I yeah, <laughs> like I don't think that it's ever made me feel better. You know, it's always been in like a self conscious way, which is so telling. You know, mm-hmm. like it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh,
0: it's so good. Um, I think we have some questions um who do you guys think would be the best workout buddy for a type eight um so our type eights they push themselves really hard Mm -hmm. um so like i'm thinking like who on the enneagram would be like like it's okay take care of yourself four (laughs) yes fours are like i'm here in this moment they would really push each other yeah 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 yeah
1: exactly i think that they would like it'd be a lot of give and take and I think that that's a good thing for the for the yeah. partnership yeah uh,
0: I think if someone said nine yeah. I think nines and twos as well like twos and nines both would be like listen to how you feel um, don't don't be too hard on yourself and then the eight would be like come on we're wake up at six in the morning, we're going like twos. right
1: right <laughs> like the, the eight like gets them started but like then once they're there the the two nines and fours are like okay now you need to chill <laughs> like
0: yeah, <laughs> like it's like we're bouncing we're each other out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us. How can people hang out with you or they, can they find you on the internet?
1: Yeah, uh, my Instagram handle is at lightning. Um, and then I'm also on YouTube where I do, uh, I release uh, like a shorter YouTube workout on Thursdays and then I have a community live workout on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern. So. Awesome.
0: What's your is your YouTube the same as your Instagram?
1: Uh, it's Sam Light. Okay, sweet.
0: Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for joining me, Sam. So, so no, fun. thank
1: you so much for having me. Uh, you are amazing. I love you.
0: <laughs> you too. It's so good to like talk to you and like have this chat. Thanks for coming yeah.
1: on. Awesome. I'll see you later. Thanks.
0: See Everybody, go follow him on YouTube.